Hello and welcome to the Luxury Lounge. That's right, every Thursday we head in the lounge, we shut the door, and we air our grievances with the world. And there's no grievance that's too big or too small or too frivolous. It is your problem, and it shall be heard. Now, if you have an issue, send it in to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. All issues. It's called the Luxury Lounge, but it doesn't have to be a luxurious problem. The luxury of the lounge is a safe space to air your problems. There's nowhere else that you can do such a thing. There's nowhere else where people won't look at you and go, there's bigger problems. People are dying. Not in here. Your problems are the only problems in the lounge. Again, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Send them in. Title it Luxury Lounge. You know what to do. I'm on the road, people. I'm back out there. I'm doing stand-up. I would love for you to come to the show. We are taping this. This is coming out the 13th, I think, and I'm going to be in Stamford, Connecticut. Hey, now. I'm g- we love Stamford. New club in Stamford. Raleigh, North Carolina. Lexington, Kentucky. Charlotte, North Carolina. San Diego. Just added to the calendar for the new year. I'm going back. I just realized I'm going back to San Diego. So JaredFried.com for tickets. JaredFried.com for tickets. Also, if you love the Luxury Lounge, we do a Patreon version. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. You, every Friday, all complaints are read, unlike this show where it's more of a grab bag. Shelby, our producer to the stars, is choosing the emails for this podcast. So, uh, let you, you, those are all the announcements. You know where to find me. Um, JaredFreed.com for the tickets. I'm very excited. Today's guest, an OKP of the J Train Cinematic Universe. Been on the show before, but his first time in the lounge, hilarious comic, Dan St. Germain. Thank you for coming on. Jared, as I was saying before we started recording, you have gotten thinner. I have gotten fatter. I'm um, having a thin I'm, week, but thank you. I'm, I'm already resent. That's my first gripe. Uh, but I, <laughs> that you seem to make it work. You seem to stay in the like the, the zone of just like you could get fat at any moment or you could right. be really thin at any moment. Like, I'm like Ricky Lake, and I just go up and down, up and down, up and down. Right. Know? The swings are big for you. For me, I get the thing. I know I'm gaining weight when someone been like, when someone looks at me and goes, you you, you, you lifting? You, you jacking up? Like, As no, if uh, I'm like a fucking, you know, uh, you know heavyweight champion like, trying to like yeah, gain, yeah. you know, like it, it is very weird. Yeah, you're like, my shoulders actually deposit the fat first. Uh, right. That's what it is. <laughs> If Go you, straight you, to my chest. Put, put your hand on my back. It's like a waterbed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Dan is hilarious. I want everyone. It's been a while since you've been on the podcast, so I want to, yeah. people need to go follow Dan. Dan Saint dot Germain. You've done everything. You, I feel like all your internet stuff, you try to, you know, throw people off your set. You 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 have uh, your your website is dansaintgermain.net. I can't get .com. Well, trust me, I am not trying to throw people off my fucking scent. <laughs> I am trying to like I am barely hitting 6 I'm not even at 16,000 Instagram followers yet. Guys, I'm trying to get We're going to get you over that hump because I am let me just say this. I am a huge Dan Dan Saint Germain fan. Can you get me to 20,000? I can't make that kind of promise. Right, I mean, right, I, listen, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, girls got to like the, home, the homeless guy you give $5 to and I ask for rent. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. no. We'll, let's start with $5. Let's get you over 
the, you know, the, 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 the 16K because I will say this about your Instagram. Your videos come up, I watch. And I can't say that. I don't that. do crowd work. I don't do crowd work. You're doing That's bits. You, well, that is a good point. And, and you're putting up. But you have like, it, 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 the, that is the thing I think about every time I see your videos. Um, it's like, I'm like, you have all these bits that are like out there and been taped. Like you have a catalog almost. I have two albums that are out there, half hour special, and I just recorded a new hour, which uh, with Jason Katz and Jason's and Ryan great. Tavir. I don't know if he's ever worked with you, but he's worked with List and Norman and Sam Morrill. So we're trying to. I basically quit stand up for a year, and then kind of quit because of COVID. So I basically quit for like two years and just focused on writing. And then I realized. No one fucking gives a shit about me as a writer if I'm not doing stand-up. So I got to go back to stand-up. Um, but, yeah, I try to do new stuff. And, you know, hopefully there's actually a ton of bits on my fucking Instagram reels, man. And there's there's a ton out there, and I love them all. I really well, the, do the watch them, was, and I go, I, 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 I literally have a moment every time I see it. I think I got shadow banned, dude, because I had, like, one bit that got almost 2 million views. And then since then, it's gotten down to, like, a couple thousand each. And I, I think can tell you why. What I if you I don't know if the shadow ban thing exists, but I could say you are topical in a personal way, which I think it's like an evergreen topical because you'll bring up things and I'm like, yeah, I I I, I do remember that thing, and yeah. then you do it you do it in a great. I, this is meant as a a total compliment and a gushing moment, but I I truly mean it. You'll have bits and I'm like I do remember that exact news story it's crazy you're bringing it up now and i'm still loving the joke like i'm having fun with it it's not like i'm going you know sometimes you ever watch 30 rock now and then yeah it's just it's like the sopranos now right 30 rock is like sometimes they'll like bring up like oh these weapons of mass destruction i can't find my keys (laughs) right (laughs) yeah and you go what's going i can't even understand this like i'm like i'm like brought back to a year but i'm like i guess this i know this was a funny joke then you, right. I'm watching your bits. They're all great. It's all hilarious. Everyone should well, go follow you. Dan St. Germain. Dan St. Dot Germain. It'll you know, be all over my social media. If you weren't a really good comic, Jared, you would be a really good agent, you know? Listen, some people, every time I go to a club, they think I'm an agent or a manager. I get asked for my ticket. and I don't. Well, you clearly they haven't seen most comedy managers because <laughs> if that's the case, you're the most handsome comedy manager. <laughs> like, you look like a sports handsome agent. Handsome Jared. You look like a sports agent. You don't look like a comedy. Like, you remember, like, the first time you went to, you've been to Montreal, right? Ooh. Obviously. The first time you go to Montreal, you get, like, nervous. You're going to see all these, like, cool industry types. And then you meet, like, Pee Wee Herman's manager, and he's, like, a fucking serial killer. Sorry, I didn't meet that guy. He's probably a nice guy. But, like, and you're like, oh, none of these guys are cool. Like, comedy's, like, the last thing an agent can get into if they can't get into rock and roll sports, then acting, then writing and directing, and then at the very bottom, it's comedy. For the listeners that don't know, the Montreal Comedy Festival is, like, the biggest comedy festival in the world. It's, like, a networking meeting of sorts and comedy festival. And you're right. The managers you see there are, like, they're not in the hot Armani suit. It's, like, couch cushion upholstery suit. Yeah, it's very, like like floor rep of a men's warehouse <laughs> you know for the yes. that's all the guys look like you know listen let's get into the show i want everyone to follow dan at dan saint dan, at dan saint dot germain mm-hmm. he has a new podcast that i'm going to be a guest on it's coming out it's not out yet so we want you to follow him on instagram so that you get ahead it's a horror movie podcast it's called the it couple it will be out he's doing it with his wife love it love the topic 
You are a horror movie buff of sorts. I uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm an expert. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not a film major. I majored in fucking theater and politics, you know. So I don't, I don't like no. I don't the know, most like, exhausting what, combo. Yeah. That is like you. I, you never want to meet someone who's literally no. in theater and politics major while it's, they're doing the major. Like, uh, can you imagine at a dinner oh, the party? Ronald Reagan school bullshit? Yeah. Now I'm like, <laughs> now I'm like a fucking centrist who hasn't seen a Broadway show in years. Um, but like, um, yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I think I, I love horror movies. I love watching with my wife, and we decided that would be a good podcast. Let's try simple, baby. Um, simple. And uh, hopefully, but we have you on. And then by the time you guys, uh, when this comes out, we're going to probably start coming out in July. And we're going to already have like, we already have like 12 episodes, Banks. You're going to be on. And we also have, you know, Dan Soder, Henry Zabrowski, Dolph Ziggler, the wrestler. Really? Uh, Anthony Antamanac, Alana Glazer. There's a lot of really big guests that are going to be on the show. So, uh Papa St. Germain pulled in a lot of favors for this one. So so everyone's got to go follow Dan now. Dan St. Germain. We got to get him over 16K. Um, yeah. Let's go. Let's get to the complaints. You ready? I, I'm, I'm ready, baby. Okay. I'll do mine first. Hit the music, okay. Shelby. Okay. Is this going to be video, too? Because my hair looks like shit. It's going to be video, too. I'm sorry. Oh, hey, YouTube okay. land. But don't worry. Listen, this, this crowd is very forgiving. They like your hair. I, I think your hair looks good. It's just it's just unwashed. That's the problem. But keep going. Yeah, but that's kind of the look people go for. I think. Is um, it okay? Yeah, you know, women don't wash their hair for weeks at a time. I know. I don't know. I don't understand that. I think that's gross. But I guess it's good for the hair. It's one of those things where they're like, they joke about it in a way that you're like, this joke isn't funny for me anymore. You haven't washed in how long? And then they do, <laughs> and, and then you go like, they'll, they'll do the body shower thing. I have never felt good after a body wash i no. can't even understand right? I, need, I need i need the stuff in my hair you know right. i need i need to know that i'm going through an actual cleansing process but i have like right. almost every girl i've seriously dated i mean it also is me and i you know i look like a french cartoon but i mean <laughs> like most of the people that i've dated like they like women they like are like yeah i'm taking a shower but i don't worry about my hair until later in the week right like, what are, so are you bob marley like what's going on <laughs> all right let's get to my complaint you ready jared he has some problems jared he's got some issues to do get off his chest right now jared has a lot of issues. Jared has a issue with a lot of things that we can discuss. Can you relate to the problem now? So I've been flying around a lot. Have you been to a Delta Sky Club at LaGuardia? Recently? Is that where the Sky Lounge I never get anything, man. I mean, I, I had like clear for like a month when it was free, mm. but I never. And, and it, my wife gets so pissed off at it because she has quick check and I fly. She's got it all. I've got fly. I fly twice as much as her, you know? Right. So um, even, you know, like, you know, the last year I flew twice as much as her. So I, I don't know. I sit in those. I don't know why I don't do it. I guess I just never think it's going to be worth it. And I think you're going to give me a reason for why it's not worth it. Well, it is worth it. It's worth it. I'm Sky Club. I'm Delta 
you know, I'm committed to Delta. Mm-hmm. The Sky Club is like the club where you can get all the food. And so what they've been doing lately is a specialty food chef-sponsored side of the room. So if you go to the regular bar, it's their regular food. And if you go around to the other side, it's like so-and-so is doing a specialty sandwich or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's like Dos Caminos is going to – or like some restaurant in New York is going to showcase their shit. This one's Balbusta. Have you ever been? Italian? Balbusta? I think it's Mediterranean or no, it doesn't have Mediterranean. Something, yeah. something shawarma because it's and I'll get her name. I hope I'm not butchering her name. Man, that's a rough, I love shawarma. It's probably my top fave, five favorite foods. Right, being a comedian too, because you know, like when you're comedian, you you know whether you're sober or buzz at the end of the night. Sometimes you just want meat and rice, but right. for the morning, for going into a sky lounge in the morning and just having, can I get some shawarma right. with my eggs? I, I mean, I think I, I think I'd want to kill myself. Well, I think they bring it out for the lunchtime, but I don't think it's available. I've been there in the lunchtime and you go there and there's the shawarma bar brought to you by Balbusta's Anat Admani. That's her name. It's the chef Anat. Okay. And you're like, I, I'm with you. Like, I see specialty shawarma by a specialty chef. I'm pumped up. So I oh, go. Of course, yeah. So I go over there and they have all the fixins and they have specialty pita. Like, you could tell it's a special spot. Right. Things are being done. They have all the fixins that go in, the, you know, the specialty, you know, thigh meat of the chicken that's been done. And mm-hmm. then you, they don't let you take it yourself. There's a person behind the bar making the shawarma for you. And that's the real issue here is you can't fill it up the way you want. This guy's making it like a, a taste Jared, test. Jared grew up with money, but he's got poor person tastes. Right. Because what you're what you're describing is just a buffet. Yeah, yeah. No, but the buffet, <laughs> you should be able to self-serve. The whole place is self-serve. But when it comes to the shawarma, the specialty, they're giving out little tiny taste taste well, tests. Well, they know it's good, I guess. I mean. Yeah, but screw everyone else that comes later. I want to get mine. I want to be able to do extra of the cabbage, extra of the hot stuff, extra right. of the chicken. I want to put some on the side like a salad so I can make believe I'm healthy. I want to yeah. do one pita, one on the side. And what? you're taking what? away. There's what? one guy. White sauce, white sauce. Yeah, white sauce. And now now I got to go to this guy, like, you know, fucking Oliver Twist. Please, sir, can I have some more? And it's like he's putting, like, one piece of chicken, <laughs> one piece of cabbage. I was so frustrated. And then I kept going back up, and the guy goes, you're back again? It's like, we're not – you don't have to – this was a, this was supposed to be special. You are a nightmare for an old country buffet carving station, my friend. Right. Keep it coming. Um, keep Keep, keep it cutting. coming. You're gonna get yeah. your 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 you get you get your workout today. I agree, but have you ever had this moment too, where there's like a bunch of free samples, and you're like, I'll just have a couple, and I'll eat later, and then you have a great meal planned, but because you eat so many small samples, you kind of ruin that meal. I mean, every trip to Costco, that's the that's <laughs> like every meal has been ruined by a Costco trip. It's true. I just was in a Costco in Montreal. It's still a madhouse there. Montreal. Um, so in Canada, come, uh, you know, Costco's are like more like convenience stores than they are. Like for us, it's a special moment. I think it can. No, it's a special thing. It's huge. Is it's the it? Same. It's gigantic. It's like they have their own gas. It's tons of people. Yeah. And it's cheaper because the dollar's stronger. This is great. Okay. Dan St. Germain, you ready to do your complaint? I am. Yeah. 
Hit the music, Shelby. It's the guest's turn to complain. They're ready to jump in. They've got lots of problems, too. It ain't all about Jared. Let's hear their complaint of the day. Let's hear their complaint of the day. They're invited on the show to have some fun and complain with you. Let's hear that complaint. Okay, go ahead. All right, I'll start. I'll start just with a political one, but Mm. I'm really getting annoyed by how Hollywood, our New York mayor is, and rents are still going up. I just don't know what it's like to be a... Like, what does it mean to be a Democrat in New York City or both Democrat? (laughs) Because, like, your rates keep going up. I mean, the 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 rent and the taxes go up together. You kind of wish, like, okay, well, Democrat, the taxes will go up, but the rent will go up, right? That's the, you know, but no, it's not. I mean, this is a total city for the rich. And, you know. Are like, you living it, in New York City? I am living in New York City. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's like neo-cosmopolitan liberalism where it's like, hey, we're going to do, you know, uh, a photo together at Pride at Pride Rally, but, like, None of these, you know, poor gay kids from the Midwest that came here can afford to live in something that's not like five people to a studio. So it's like it's just performative liberalism, which is probably like why I haven't voted in a while, because I'm not at all conservative or Republican. Um, But I also like can't get on board with whatever the fuck this is like this, this like, you Dan, I, I, I was I was happy to bring you on to a fun podcast where we could complain about nothing, and you were like, <laughs> "Sorry, let me I'll bring my a- ultra <laughs> my my political take," which I agree with. I do think you know the problem with this conversation it always becomes, "Well, what about you know the the what aboutism of the other side of it?" Where you know there are yeah, horrific that, things going on. Anybody, right? Yeah. You're, you're out of the game. I but I would say. I do understand the frustration of like the things that get cared about on all ends of the political spectrum seem to be things that like I don't that nobody really gets helped by. Like when you like when you see that like people are really angry, like when there's like this hours of talk about transgender stuff, you go, what are we talking about? What about the rent? Like there's like what about the bridge that just fell in Philadelphia? Like what's going on with that? Like what happened to like. You know, the FDR, like, New Deal shit. Like, I think we need more New Deal shit that feels, like, very touchable to me. Some of the things that people talk about feel untouchable, where you're bringing up rent, which is a very touchable, tangible thing. Well, you know, and then we can talk about something smaller. The reason that there's no FDR thing is because we still, like, war is still the biggest creator of jobs. Our our (laughs) biggest... Dan, I was hoping you'd bring these subjects up here in the luxury lounge. I was hoping for this. I'm sorry. It's our biggest (laughs) export as a country... Still, it's but the wars that we get into now never end. So it was like World War Two. Well, there was a boom because it fucking ended and everything else was leveled. And now we just keep funneling money into these regional conflicts that will never end. Just so like Lockheed Martin can get money. And that's kind of why I get pissed off at liberals now, (laughs) because 
you know, I'm like, laughing look, because I go, Dan, just bring a complaint. I thought it was going to be like, my coffee's too hot. You're like, uh, oh, no, 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 no. Don't let me on. Don't let me don't, in my own devices. <laughs> I just don't like all these military industrial <laughs> complex taxes, Jared. Right. That's my problem. But anyway, uh, what other complaints? It's always no, my that's, a, that's enough. I think you've done enough. We're going to start talking about <laughs> I mean, I could talk about my hammer. Listen to Dan's know. horror podcast, horror movie podcast. He'll be talking about Giseline Maxwell. I, 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 <laughs> I won't, but that is a horror movie. Do you ever see that? There's a, a Jeffrey Epstein horror movie. It's the girl from Secession. She's on that podcast, Red Scare. They made one. Really? It's, it's, it's trippy. It's like real New York 70s movie. And, you know, I can't tell you if it's good or bad, but it's it's worth watching. <laughs> anyway. Dan St. Germain, I'm happy you're on. I'm happy you brought, you know. Sorry you I already ruined it. You didn't ruin it. I thought it was. Listen, I, you're, all complaints are valid. I'm with you on the untangible nature of the political conversation. I, yeah. I, I think that's like uh, we're, to me, that's the theme of what you're talking about. Like the mayor being like, we're, you know, wearing the rainbow flag while also, you know, living in a, you know, a penthouse suite. It does well, feel a little weird. And it's just awful because both sides, what they do is they pick. Like, I'll give you an example, okay? Mm. The liberal side will be like, this one bookstore was racist in Kansas. Well, the mm. Republican side will be like, look at this crazy guy on a bus. He's hitting everybody. Like, if you look, now that there's cameras everywhere, you can find an instance of that everywhere. Right. You can, you, so it's if like, you want to be mad, justify, you'll be mad. You can justify whatever fucking uh, beliefs you had, you know, like before you read the article by finding the article that subscribes to because now that we have cameras everywhere you can see an example of literally fucking anything so your right. argument can be made by anything right so we're really we are in trouble i mean like i saw there was a video of like an alien on tiktok it was like an it looked like et kind of alien yeah and then i went to the comments and there was one comment that was like i don't even know what's real anymore and you're like <laughs> <laughs> you're like okay uh, we've lost we're losing our minds well, there's a complaint. We finally discovered aliens and nobody gives a shit because things no one's are so talking bad. about it. No one's no, talking about it. I can't like I was a huge X-Files fan, right? In the late yeah. like 1997. And I was like, what if we ever I couldn't dream that we would have the amount of contact and the amount of weird extra extraterrestrial sightings that we have now. But we're having it now. Nobody fucking cares. And the government literally going yeah, yeah, we don't know what it is. Like they're called they they are literally not in on, hiding it at all. No, not, not <laughs> right. And those those videos come up on my TikTok a lot because I'm always zoned in. Like in you know, now that's why I'm getting the, you know, ET coming up on my TikTok. And here's another gripe. Aliens. Uh oh, here we go. <laughs> either save us or kill us, okay? This weird <laughs> thing where you're just monitoring us. Like, you know we're <laughs> fucked up. Like right. right now, I just I feel like we're the alien zoo, you know. Like they come here and they're like, "Oh, check out, look at that." That's what, yeah. That's what, that's what they call Tampa, you know. Like <laughs> rather than like rather than actually either like colonizing us or just fucking helping us and giving us like renewable resources, right? Get just down like, here and start fucking us. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. Come on, and that would actually bind the country because we would be the races would stop being pissed off. But it's like the Watchmen thing. We would all be pissed off at these new aliens.
you know We've, we'd find a new enemy our, our new, new world, enemy that, the world war three yeah. would be about the aliens well dan say duran i'm i'm excited to have you on we have so sorry many i ruined complaints. your podcast you didn't ruin anything i'm i listen these every complaint is valid i was hoping we'd talk about aliens and the government <laughs> you know and all those things so everyone go follow dan at dan saint dot let's get to the emails jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com before we get started it's time to stop having mediocre sex if you've been having performance problems in bed you can fix it without prescription drugs check out joy mode they make oh thank natu- god i thought you were talking about my act keep going no, they make natural science-backed wellness products for men it's basically a pre-workout for sex that enhances drive and performance. Just mix a packet of Joy Mode with six to eight ounces of water and drink up anywhere from 45 minutes to four hours before getting frisky. I love Joy Mode because, listen, what it is, it's going to enhance it for both you and your partner because you're going to get it. Just getting in the mindset, making the drink and stirring it in while looking at your partner, you're going to get excited for a sexual experience. It's like starting the show. I love this. I love that you can do it together with clinically supported doses of arginine nitrate, L-citrulline, Panax ginseng, and vitamin C. Joy Mode is both safe and effective. Want to spice things up in the bedroom and boost your sexual performance and do it naturally without nasty prescription drugs? We have a special offer for the J-Train audience. Go to usejoymode.com slash J-Train or enter J-Train at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's usejoymode.com slash J-Train for 20% off your first order. Dan St. Germain here. Dan St. Dr. Main, he's got a podcast coming. Go follow. We're getting him over the 16,000-person hump. Let's get to the emails. Ready? Let's do it. Okay. Luxury Lounge. Dr. Jokes. J-Training guest. Thank you so much for reading my email. I found you through you up, but listening to J-Training has introduced me to so many hilarious comedians. This is a future follower, Dan St. Germain. I have a luxury lounge complaint. I'm a 29-year-old female about a year ago. I finished my PhD. Of course, it's a huge accomplishment, and I'm proud of it. But also, grad school was pretty fun for me, and school's always come easy. The thing that is killing me is the number of people who make the exact same joke. Do I have to call you doctor now? I have probably heard this over a 100 times, and oftentimes, the same people say it multiple times. Guys on dating apps, my uncles, acquaintances, etc., It is so unfunny to me at this point, and I can hardly muster up a fake laugh. But if I don't laugh, I feel pretentious, like I need to say something to humble myself. Sincerely, sincerely going to need a medical doctor uh, if I hear this joke one more time. What do you think, Dan St. Germain? I mean, every time you see your complaint like that from a girl, you also want to add, unless he's, like, really handsome. (laughs) You know, because, like, it's the same thing. It's like... Like, I think that if if anything, who's that next big comedian now? Matt Reif has proved that women are just as shallow as men, folks. Like, Fair. you know, like, like, like you have to be like Matt Reif hot. You can't just be like, you know, fucking cute girl next door hot or cute guy mm. next door. You got to be like Matt Reif hot. But like, if he said that, she'd be like, oh, that was fucking hilarious, you know, because you can like right. literally create you can create, uh, you know, 
ice sculptures off that guy's apps, you know? Right. But like, the difference between creepy and hot is looks away, as as some right. have said. Yeah, my friend, there's comic Neil Stassi. I don't even know if he really does anymore. Really funny guy, though. He used to be like, if you did Ryan Gosling's drive with just like an ugly guy or a mediocre looking guy, the whole movie would just be people going, stop, stop looking at me. Stop looking at me. <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing? Um, right. But as yeah, far as I- which, which her complaint, like, so she's not doctor yet, and she's annoyed just by that joke. No, she is a she PhD. Is a she's so why a. P- why, so why are guys saying that? Didn't they? Wouldn't that? Well, guys are hitting on her, as as you're yeah. implying. I and listen, her complaint is way deeper than her complaint. If you think about it, okay, mm. we do this to every person that's a PhD that can't perform surgery. We always have to check them. And that's what people are kind of doing to her. She's a PhD, so like, oh, should we call you doctor now? Because we assume that anyone with a PhD that like, when remember when Bill Cosby was going by Doctor Cosby, that's and you right. were like, and, and you're like, what a piece of shit, pretentious asshole. He stopped going by doctor as soon as the sexual assault allegations came right. out. Though now he's, he's like, Cosby. that'll make it work if they think I'm a doctor doing it. That'll make it worse. <laughs> right. I, I mean, that's the thing, though. People go, you know. This is people cutting her at the knees. And that's the the annoying part. It's like, oh, oh, should we call you doctor? It's like, how about you fucking call me doctor? Because I earned that degree. I earned the PhD. I am the top level of expert in this thing. It always feels like when someone like makes this dig, it's all sort of like let you know, like, well, I know you don't make as much money as a real doctor. I know you can't perform surgery like a real doctor. You can't get me a prescription for Xanax like a real doctor. You know, hey, if you can get me a prescription for Xanax, I'll call you anything you want, baby. Well, that's the problem is she's being told like, yes, yeah, sure, PhD, but calm down, young one. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I understand why she would get annoyed by this, but I remember like, you know, conversely, when I was like in my early 20s, I took I went out with this doctor was like a brain surgeon she was like mm. the most like qualified and like her it was like she had this like beautiful story of her dad left and was like a concert pianist and like she would go see him at carnegie hall without announcing she was there while she was a brain surgeon it was like a fucking movie or something but i i, I was like i was so intimidated by her that uh i mean also she was way more attractive than me that i never got a second date so i'm wondering if i like respected the doctor thing too much there you know, right. like if like this is just like a guy, I this is like old school tactics, right? Of like a guy trying to neg somebody in a little, in a like. Oh, totally. This is under the the undertones of it is a neg. It is a guy trying to make a joke, let you yeah. know he's not intimidated by you when really he is. He's letting you know. I mean, we get this with I'm a comedian. When you say you're oh, a comedian, make me laugh. Someone, people make me laugh. Oh, is this a big joke? Oh, do you think you're funny? You know, people try to cut you at your knees. And what would you say if you were her when people are like, do I have to call you doctor now? Uh, I would probably, I mean, like, realistically, I would just like, go, yeah, you know, and then just stop conversing with the person. That's what (laughs) that's what everyone does. I mean, you do that, too, when you meet like an annoying person who wants to get into comedy on the road. Right. And, and unless they really piss, I had a situation where somebody actually really pissed me off. But like for the most part, you just do this. Well, we were. It was actually uh, me and Dan Soder, and we were in the green room of. I was opening for Dan, 
at the Indianapolis uh, Helium, which is a good club if you haven't been there. Mm-hmm. Um, been. Yeah, yeah, it's a good club. And, uh, you know, and this kid who was just like, I guess he was just like on one of the showcases upstairs. He goes, he comes up to me and he goes, oh, Dan, you open it? I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, you know, better be funny tonight. He did that. He's like hey, three years hey. in. But then I felt bad for him because like me and Soder just like killed him. Like the way that you hear like Patrice kill, like, you know, like when we were coming up and you'd hear like Patrice yell right. a new comic. Like it was like that. It was like he dog walked out of the room. He apologized well- to me and then slowly walked out of the room because it's like it's not just because he realized like, well, I shouldn't have said it to De- St. Germain, who has, you know, has done way more than me. But Soder has done way more than me as a stand up. Right. He's like, oh, shit, that, that's one of his best friends. <laughs> like, it was like, I almost felt bad for the kid because he made such an error. Well, and, you know, if you look on the positive of it, if mm-hmm. I'm this woman where I say I'm a Ph.D., you have an immediate window into whether you should keep talking to this person or not. Wouldn't you love to have an early indication that you have to that you want nothing to do with people at more when like more more chances for that early opportunity like that guy who came in the green room when he said you better be funny tonight you knew right away oh i don't have to give this person any of my time i can crush them we will make fun of them i will never look at them in the eyes again we will never have a relationship and then you know what jared you say this and I've also been in situations in the green room, I won't say specifically, where a ki- new comic comes in and they're super sweet and right. they start asking you advice and they're there for 50 fucking minutes because right. you can't shut them off because they're so nice. And you right. don't want to be you don't want to be the story in fucking five years of like, right. oh, well, this headliner was a piece of shit to me when I was just trying to like. Well, in this case, that was a feature. But when I was just trying to, you know, ask for advice. This is and- exactly my point, though, yeah. because nice guy, you let it go dickhead yeah. who's like oh phd do i have to call you doctor now you go yeah you do gotta go see ya now you yeah. have a reason to leave i think you do i think you do you know and it also has got to be so frustrating for a p like because if like all right if if okay you are competing you jared freed are competing mm. with a girl for a p competing with a doctor over a girl right like you've done enough in comedy that like that's kind of comparable i guess you know like it's not like to a doctor know, well, I mean, it's not, dude, it's not nothing. I'm just saying it's like, mm. but like there are female doctors who are losing romantic roles to yoga instructors. I mean, imagine being like a neuroscience <laughs> or a neuroscientist if you're a woman right? and you're like, oh, and you're cute, right? You're not like, maybe you're not a knockout, but you're cute. And the guy is like t- casually dating you and other girls. And then he's like, oh, sorry, you know. My yoga instructor, we're going to be serious now. And she's like, this bitch took like a fucking six week course in the mountains. Right. And I've been <laughs> the value for seven years. And right. just because she can like bend easier, like she's going to lose. Like, it's got to be so frustrating, man, to be like an educated woman in, in so many ways. You know, yeah, I, I agree with that. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Keep sending in your luxury complaints. Luxury lounge. Send it in. Uh, here with Dan St. Germain, at Germain. Go follow on Instagram. Hilarious comic. Luxury Lounge, the sky is falling. Dear Jared and esteemed guests, all the feathers, I'm writing you from my apartment in Brooklyn as my ceiling shakes nonstop. I live in a fairly modern building with a spacious rooftop, 24-7 laundry room, and well-equipped gym. On paper, all this sounds great. 
But so I, uh, all this sounded great. So I jumped immediately into signing the lease. What I didn't realize in my short apartment tour was that my unit is right below the gym and any jumping or weight dropping up there shakes my apartment as if there's oh, an earthquake. Nightmare. Jesus. Nightmare. Nightmare. I have, I have woken up to crazy shaking, afraid that there was an actual earthquake or that the building was going to That's collapse. That's not a lot. By the way, this isn't a luxury complaint. This is just a straight up complaint. Listen, the luxury is the place to complain. It can be any complaint. I usually work from the office and I barely spend time in my apartment, so I didn't feel the shake until a couple weeks after living here. I have gone upstairs to tell my neighbors to take it easy when they're working out and to please not drop dumbbells or do crazy jumping jacks, but it's unsustainable solution. But it's an unsustainable solution. I don't want them to see me as an annoying neighbor. I know it's very privileged to have an in-building gym in New York City, but I feel really guilt, but really but I really feel that I should be able to get a rent discount for this unstoppable nuisance. What should I do? Beware. So the sky is falling. What do you think, Dan St. Germain? I mean, I actually get this one, you know, like. Right. Like, just like, like, this goes back to my rent too damn high thing. But, like, you know, I live in a really nice apartment in Sunnyside and it's very cheap, you know, like, mm. because it's Sunnyside, you know, like, we have like a two bedroom. It's very spacious for like 2100. It's amazing. But, like, you go to New York and like I have friends with like seven thousand, eight thousand dollar apartments, and yeah. you go in there and you're like, "This is like my size and like kind of tinier, and you can hear more shit because it's in Manhattan, and you can like right. hear people next door." And it, it's just like, you, unless you're super, super wealthy, you're getting fleeced constantly in this fucking city, right? Constantly, you, you do have a moment, and we're doing this podcast over Zoom. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see Dan and I. The we are doing more and more in this capacity, Zoom, and you're like, I can be mm-hmm. it, it does feel like the get the fuck out of here nature of New York is more apparent these days because you're like, yeah, I could just have a yard and come to New York once a month on a Delta flight for 200 bucks and then get a room uh, for the night or stay with a friend or bro, do whatever. Bro, let me ask you something. If you weren't in comedy right now. Would you be living here or would you be in Westchester or fucking New Canaan or something like that? There's no way I'd be in New York City if I was not in comedy. I, I, yeah. I've i thought about that many times. Like, yeah. you know, I was I listen, I went and got I'm in Kansas City. I went and got coffee just now. I just saw a guy in a huge Tahoe pull up in his sandals, get a coffee. He'd probably go into a lake like it was all accessible yeah. and easy. And I'm thinking in my mind, I'm going that Tahoe, it doesn't matter how expensive it is. The guy spends $14 on his, you know, mansion. Yeah, for sure. And I you, mean, it's insane. You, you, you're, you're comparing alien worlds to one another. Yeah, it's, uh, but, you know, the problem is almost all the jobs have moved to cities. You know, we're not like, <laughs> well, you know. but we're doing this over Zoom. You, a lot of jobs you go, you know, for us, you know, but That's I want to be close to comedy clubs. I want to be able to go to the cellar. I want to be able to go to the stand, go to, you know, New York Comedy Club. I, I, mm-hmm. I think for this person dealing with the workout, the biggest problem I would have, obviously the noise and people dropping the weights. They should have never built an in-building gym on the on a top floor. That's an insane. Why would, they, why would they? Yeah. Why would they not put this in the first floor? This doesn't right. make any sense. People would be okay to have a gym in their building that was windowless. You could have put it in the basement and made it okay. So this was a mistake from the start. Here's the thing that would bother me the most: 
the person that you picture dropping the weights on the ground is the most hateable person you could ever conjure up in your imagination. You're not, so whenever it happens, not only are you annoyed that the weights have fallen on the ground, but then you're also going, this piece of shit Jim asshole in a yeah. tank top who's bragging about the chicky yeah. bang last weekend Dude, you think going, it's, you think it's like, and then dropping it on the ground in, you, in spite of me. You think it's like Malibu from American Gladiators up there. Right. Like beautiful, like permed hair and like just like fucking like like just dunking on nerds and shit. Right. You know? The person you think of, it's not like because listen noises are unavoidable in the gym the the fact that they wrote like how can i stop people from doing their crazy jumping jacks i don't even know what a crazy jumping jack would be if a jumping jack is making noise then everything makes noise so unavoidable i'm glad we got on the topic of gyms because i got a couple gripes jared yes please Uh, my my thing with gyms is I get really uncomfortable when I see guys hit on girls in gyms because I'm so I'm so disgusting at a gym, and I you know like when I'm there I'm just trying to desperately set that Saint Germain Doomsday clock an extra year you know what I mean and like <laughs> push it back and like and I imagine too with a lot of these girls even the ones that are like super hot you know you're trying to work out and then some dude's like spitting game like you're in physical pain you're exerting yourself you do not feel sexy right now this is not like a bar right but, but you know there's plenty of people you know they fuck their personal trainers they get laid from gyms all the time uh, maybe like if you're an exceptional level of hot where you're living at the gym all the time <laughs> then it's okay you but, are like, obsessed with hotness I am. Well, I gained. I'm like at 280 now, dude. I got to like fucking drastically go down. So I think that that's. Well, that's I think what, I, I think you look right. You're you're a good looking guy, though. I'm becoming so fat. I'm becoming non-binary, but not by choice. Like if you took <laughs> my clothes off, you could not identify whether this was a man or a woman, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, for yeah, fat guy, I got a handsome face and I have definitely out kicked my good coverage. hair. Yeah, and I've outkicked my coverage. Like, if you looked at, like, the girls I've dated versus, like, what my stomach looks like, you'd be like, oh, this guy did pretty good, you know? like uh, Stomach uh, to chick ratio. The, the, that stomach, math equation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, some guy who looks like John Daly is, like, still killing it, you know? <laughs> but uh, but now I'm a married man. It's all over, folks. So, you know. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with non-binary hero, Dan St. Germain. DanSaint.Germain on Instagram. We're sponsored. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey. The easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Searching for deals can take forever. Googling promo codes, clipping coupons, it's exhausting. Not anymore. PayPal Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and quickly applies the best one to your cart. I will say this. This is a good product. Great product. I just purchased something and honey, literally I forgot about honey. And then it like popped up on the checkout screen. That's how great this attachment is. And it found me a deal. I got stuff from Abercrombie. It found me a percentage off of my jeans. It was great. I loved it. It was like finding a $20 bill in my pocket. Um, and you it, listen, the fact that it just reminded me it was there, great tool. When you're checking out on your favorite website, just click the Honey button and tap Apply Coupons. If there are any active coupons, Honey will find you the best deal in seconds. So Honey doesn't just work on your desktop. It works on your iPhone, too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. Getting Honey seriously takes only a 
It only takes a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting the show. Get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash JTrain. That's joinhoney.com slash JTrain. Joinhoney.com slash JTrain. Let's do this one. Luxury Lounge. Pushy gift givers. J-Train and hilarious guest. My mother loves giving an obnoxious amount of gifts for the holidays, which over the years I've learned to accept them and usually dump half of them to goodwill within a week after birthdays and Christmas. Now I'm married and she wants to get me a gift for my second year anniversary. Oh my First God. off, why is an anniversary gift necessary? And, and the second year, am I going to have to do this forever now? Nevertheless, now she keeps emailing, texting, and calling, asking what I've considered as a gift since she cannot think of anything. Ugh, that's even that's the worst. So now it's my responsibility to be a research team to find shit I don't want or need. It's clear that she only gives gifts because it makes her feel good and doesn't like giving cash as it's not sentimental. And to top it off, I could never admit donating things off to Goodwill as I'd never hear the end of how ungrateful uh, ungrateful I am of her gifts. How do I get out of this? What do you think, Dan St. Germain? Um, I agree. I used to have a situation where yeah, this actually one hits me a little bit because I, uh, you know, like I, well, I don't want to get as deep. I actually have a deeper answer for this because, like, I think I'd some love people it. when, the, well, I, you know, my mom who passed away in February, <laughs> she sometimes I'm very sorry. You no, know, it's okay. But a couple of years, like, she would sometimes give. She was a very emotionally closed, so she would like give a lot of gifts at Christmas, and sometimes she would also owe me money. So it was very bizarre. Mm. And then she just stopped because she kind of um, went off the deep end. And, you know, anyway, that's a other story. Can... That's, that's, more <laughs> that's, of an, a... that's more of an Irish uh, meditation podcast and, <laughs> and problems with a uh, closed off family. But, um, yeah, for the I most... would I would understand the difference between paying you back and getting you gifts from a mom. I can understand that. What? I do, too. I understand that, too. It's just it was so much shit. And it was just like. You know, she wouldn't talk for a while and would kind of like compensate with, you know, with the gifts. And I, I don't know, man. I mean, it was nice. Look, it was not. And then, then she just stopped. She like she didn't. Right. The last couple birthdays and Christmases, she hadn't given me anything because she had just forgotten because, you know, there's a lot of problems there. But, um, yeah, I understand. But somebody gives you too big of a gift. It's a little bit like I'll like. Every once in a while, if I'm like working with somebody, they're a good friend. Like if I see a book they may like, I'll go buy, uh, you know, I'll be like, hey, this like some anything under $50 if I'm really close to somebody. But like for the most part, like these huge ass gifts, like unless it's like a fucking gift certificate to a restaurant or like an experience, like I don't need like I live in a small enough apartment. I don't need new shit. I really don't really sucks about this on a macro level. She says it's her mother-in-law. What sucks about that is like her mother-in-law obviously has some sort of issue that should be discussed with a therapist. She's giving this gift and she's doing it for her. She fills some sort of hole that she's not working through. So now the daughter-in-law has to deal with this is the problem with marriage. I know my family. I know my dad's issues. I know my mom's issues. I know how to snake around them so that I feel comfy cozy. The minute you get married, you invite this whole new crew of people with whole new uh, set of issues that you now have to learn ways around. And that's what this person's dealing with. 
Yeah, I uh, I get it, man. I, ju- I just think in general, like, when you get older, gifts become more cumbersome, you know? Like, I get it when you're right. a kid, and I think part of the reason my mom still did it is because she, like, wanted to, you know, it was a sweet reason. It was like she wanted to see us. It's all from sweet spots. She wanted to see us react like we did at Christmas or something when we were kids. But, like, when you're an adult, you just don't need a lot of shit. And all the stuff that you need is, like, cigarettes, rent money, you know? It's, like, stuff that's, like... you know, I don't I'm think sorry. she's gonna ask her mother-in-law for fun. some Marlboro Reds. <laughs> I so I I think what she needs to do. Here's what I would do if I were her. Thank God for Mighty Google. There's got to be a Reddit out there that tells you which companies have the best return policies. Wow. That's so smart. you find which companies have the best return policies, and then you go, "Hey, mom, I really want." This thing from Bass Pro Shop or wherever. (laughs) (laughs) And she'll go get it for you and you go, thank you so much. And then you return it for cold, hard cash. That's the move. I think that that's the move. Although I don't know a lot of places that do that. But yeah, I something whatever. Mostly it's store credit, right? Even if it's just store credit, some places might get it. Hey, this store is great. And then she'll get you whatever she thinks. And then you get to go back to the store and you can get what you really want from that store. Or you do it like maybe an Amazon. I mean, gift card and money. She said she won't do that's something she won't do. So you got to do a store you like and you say and so you don't have to choose anything from this store. I love. And then you get to go back and you get to go to the return policy and use it. Or like just like shoe like Nike like something you're always gonna need new shoes like once a year right. so it's like you know um, why J-train not Train Podcast um, at gmail.com. dot Podcast at gmail.com. here with Dan Saint Germain at Dan Saint dot Germain his socials will be all over my socials go follow hilarious I love watching his videos all bits no crowd work he's out of the crowd there is there are there are some crowd work bits okay there's there's way more it's like 85 percent bits no i always stop on your videos i'm not i would say 90 percent bits 10 percent crowd work i always stop on your videos Dude, some of these crowd work clips these kids aren't even trying like it's pretty bad it's pretty bad like they'll wait like it's fair look if the audience member is saying the funny thing and you aren't it's found comedy that's not right. real comedy. You well, just took a picture. You basically what you did is you like, you took a picture of a weirdo on the street. That's what you did. I don't know if this connects with the audience as much as it connects with other comics. All right, I apologize. Because, I apologize. No, no, no. I, I I wonder because like I put up videos of crowd work, and the one thing I will say like I used to host. Like I have done crowd work. I think I have a critical eye for what's fun moment in the room. <laughs> And what would maybe translate, and I take some chances. There are some people that put crowd work videos that I don't think I've ever had a good conversation with. Like, I don't think they've ever spoken to a human being. And you're like, this isn't your strong suit. Yeah, I, and also, I just, you know, with these crowd work clips, it's like, I, you know, I also think it's hosting. It's like, when you first start, you just don't want to bomb. And then mm. hosts get, like, an idea that, like, the most important part of the job is to just kill, and that's not the most important part. Well, that's of the job. A, well, that's a different thing. The, uh, the hosts sometimes it's like because they don't you do material. Do they just you got to do a bit. Work, no, I get, get that on, too. And then everyone looks looks at you like an asshole because you're just doing jokes. I mean, um, I got oh yeah. Well, this is inside comedy, inside baseball. But there have been times where 
I'll go on stage after someone has gone literally through every single, the front row and the second row. And you're like, I can't even make eye contact with these people now. Like I, I you, you know, you, you're like just left to uh, this boat in the middle of the sea. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Let's go to this one. Returning to the office. Feather, feather. My family and I love the lounge and wait by the phone for your live screams for The Bachelor every Monday. Well, thank you. I work for a global company that still proclaims they are virtual first when it comes to working from home. Last Friday, the VP of our team held our team catch up where he goes over the latest updates for the department. Just two hours later, I was shocked to find an email from him announcing the quote unquote exciting news that as of next week, we would have an office day once a week featuring exciting gifts and incentives to make it worth our while. And yes, none of this was mentioned on our meeting just two hours before. The following chain of emails after this included various other VPs saying they couldn't wait to go back to see everyone, say hi to the cafeteria people, get coffee at the new coffee machines, etc. One email in particular sent me, which detailed the lineup of great quote-unquote incentives they would host on rotation. One example being we have to walk around the building with someone we've never talked to before every third week of the month and log it somewhere. I don't mind going back once a week. It came out of nowhere, but gives me an excuse to put real clothes on and get off my couch. My complaint is how the people who made this decision are treating us like children, thinking we'd believe that they're really that excited to go back. It's bad enough they're blindsiding us with this news, but on top of it, they're forcing us to participate in these awkward mingling activities no one wants to be a part of. Don't get me wrong. I'm fine with the free bagels and lunches, but do they not trust that we're adults that all know how to operate? operate in an office and make small chat on our own time. Not to mention most of the people in my department have worked for my company for years. So all these get to know each other initiatives feel forced and total wastes of time. Can't we just go to work and do our jobs? Aren't incentives supposed to make you actually want to do something? All these are doing is making me want to crawl even farther into the corner of my couch. Sincerely, no one asked for this. Dan St. Germain, what do you think? Your incentive should be more money at a work. Right. It shouldn't be, let's go to the luau. <laughs> at uh, pineapple Pete's this Friday. And then right. you know, the boss is going to pay for the first rounds. Like one of the things that also annoys me, and this is kind of in the same family as this is like company softball leagues. You're right. like, dude, my time off is my time off. Right. And don't fuck with it. Like there's no, right. like, I don't think they yeah. realize that our generation is into hard numbers we were brought up on capitalism let's stick to capitalism we are brought up on make the money go to work make the money go to the go to the nice restaurant that you got with all the that you get with all the money you made the idea of this like oh hey everybody we're coming back high fives it's like no 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 Tell me that. Tell me exactly why we're coming back. Like we want to know why. If the, if this email was, hey, sales have gone down. Here's our plan. We're gonna have people come to the office. We think this is a culture issue. Come in. We think this will help. The numbers go That's up. Fine. We're we're cool with it. It's yes. this. Hey everybody, we're giving out party hats and cake and ice cream. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun? There's a clown making balloon animals. Uh oh, you guys got to stay late for the limbo. Right? You know? No, tell me the reason. And that's the thing. 
especially in corporate America. We're lucky we work in this. We work for ourselves. We don't have we're, to sit we, there. We're, yeah, we're imagining. My, my job is imagination, which also makes it it makes it hard to complain about not getting work. Like no one's hiring me to dream, you know? <laughs> right, but, right, right. Um, right. But in this, in this world, like where you are, you have a boss, there's a corporate I, structure. I will say this, on writing Just jobs, be honest though, with me. We, I don't need to hear about dude, the fucking tooth fairy. On writing jobs though. I, you know, the jobs, the, the showbiz jobs that I have had where you're part of a team, which have actually been quite a few, like you've you written do, for they, a lot of TV. Yeah. They've done, they do this shit. They still do the, you know, they'll do softball's a big one. You know, like we'll all go like I, I get it, it's nice. Like, let's all bring the company out to dinner and but like for the most part, like sometimes they'll you bring the company out to dinner and like you got like you're really nervous about making the show good. So it kind of like right. interrupts like the mode. No, let's let us in. do the fucking job. Let us, let do, us job. do our job and go home to the people we have chosen to befriend and make love to you know yeah. this idea that i want to ha- it, it, it's just so fake you know and it's, it's funny like- me and my yeah me and my wife worked on the same show she cast it and i was writing on it and uh we never hung out we only hung out when we got home you know right. like, we were there to work you know get it done and and the thing is we are a more realistic generation i don't think there's this there's the generations above us. There's this idea of coming to the office. We're going to put our hands on our heart and sing my country tis of thee and then salute our troops. And then we're going to all hold hands at work and we're going to love each other and we're going to make a great company. It's like, no, the minute the boss got so rich that they never had to show up and you work for a mega corporation and Mr. Smith doesn't walk by your desk and say, good job today, Dan, is the minute we were like, screw it. We come in, we work, we go the fuck home. That's the same problem I have when companies try to be too charitable. Charitable. I'm like, mm. like oh, use the tax code to be charitable. Like, right. You shouldn't use like. Like just because you know one company's giving ten thousand dollars to cancer research and then dumping chemicals into a fucking river, <laughs> like that doesn't make up for that. Just be a company, man. Follow the rules and try to make money. That's why you're there. You're not trying to facilitate a social environment. You're not trying to facilitate social change. You're just you're you're giving people work, and that's enough because people that's need enough. work or else they feel like shit. J Train Podcast at Gmail dot com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com here with dan st germain at dan st dot germain let's do one more you ready oh yeah baby i love it one more i like this one cigarettes by the sea jared <laughs> that's dan's uh this sounds autobiography like a memoir. yeah, yeah. sounds like a, my memoir <laughs> Jared, an illustrious guest, longtime listener, first time writer. I'll get right to it. My mom recently took the family to the sunny Florida coast and booked our favorite beachfront condo. We love spending morning coffee time on the patio to watch for dolphins and the evening breeze with a cold drink in hand is the perfect way to end our night. This year, however, we found ourselves driven inside by cigarette smoke from the unit below us. We tried to preserve... 
We tried to persevere through it, but it was so strong that the smell burned our nostrils and clung to our clothes and hair, totally ruining the vibe. The property is allegedly smoke-free, but even our complaints to the building manager didn't deter the three old broads on the first floor from lighting up on an hourly basis. For the rest of our trip, we found ourselves standing inside the closed patio door, clutching our coffee cups and wistfully looking out at the ocean like a bunch of sad dads. I'm not not suggesting these 60-somethings have to leave the property to get their fix, but shouldn't they book a smoker-friendly rental? Sincerely, beach trips, not sig rips. What do you think, Dan St. Germain? I love that sign-off. I don't know, man. I mean, they're, they're smoking outside, so it's like, what, like every single property by state mandate has to have like a gazebo you're supposed to I, smoke in? I mean, I, I guess get your it. Resp- it's annoying. Your response is the problem is like yeah. we're outside man what is the problem and it's I like, understand and, and, I, but you're going i'm on a patio like anytime if you're not a cigarette the problem is if you're a cigarette smoker all you're trying to do is have five minutes of happiness in this crazy yes. mixed up world and also and, go ahead no when you're on vacation you're just smoking you smoke more. So it's like right. I'm gonna I'm relaxing, you know? Right, but I would I guess the the from the other side of this, when you're on vacation, you look at the sea and the dolphins more. But their thing that they don't get to do is kind of lesser than the smoking thing because the smoking thing is such like a gluttonous act, I guess, is mm-hmm. is the thing. Whereas me looking at dolphins, everyone goes, Well, well, you don't, you're not addicted to fucking dolphins, dude. Well, you know, no I, one no one has any empathy for the dolphin person because they're like, oh, well, you can deal with it because I'm literally addicted to the to the smoke the, to the nicotine here. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I vape, so I try not to run into those problems. Or like, if I smoke a joint, obviously that goes away pretty fast. Um, yeah, I get it. I'm sympathetic to this person's right. side. But I'm also, as a smoker, I'm also sympathetic to the other side. It's like Israel and Palestine, man. I don't want to make a decision on this. <laughs> I was hoping you'd bring up, you know, first yeah, you got the government. Wasn't I was heavy uh, enough. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping that your mom passing away, Israel, Palestine, <laughs> little Jeffrey Epstein sprinkled in. This was the Dan Saint Germain special. I apologize. You, you, you really do make sure to get into all your talking points. You're like a politician. <laughs> You're like, I got to get in some conspiracy theory. I got to get in some, you know, some complaints about the Democrats. <laughs> you so hey, paid a little Dan St. Germain on this whole podcast. I did. Republicans, too. Um, yeah, you got them in. You know, the whole point is that I just can't follow directions, Jared. That's really <laughs> no, you the- followed them perfectly. I was so this was perfect. I would say this person, what they need to do. I, I you got to fight fire with fire. And I'm I agree with them. All smokers annoy me because I don't smoke cigarettes. I think it's annoying. Anytime it's in my peripherals, I hate it. When I see someone smoking, even a cigar, like there's always this like dude with a cigar. Well, cigars I, are the dumbest. What's, what's, I hate it. Let me tell you about cigars. Cigars don't even get the fix. You know, right. so like, like I understand you may like the taste, but like I've tried to smoke cigars to quit cigarettes, which is the stupidest thing you can do <laughs> yeah. uh, because you just end up inhaling the cigar and throwing up. Right. Um, but yeah, that I don't understand fucking at all. It's like it's like for me, cigar smoke 
cigars are non-alcoholic whiskey. Like they're mm. selling non-alcoholic whiskey now. <laughs> you're like, you just want the taste of this, right? Are you, you're are you a fucking serial killer? What is wrong? You're out with of you? your mind. Yeah, and, and it, it also goes with a personality where they talk about the cigars, and they're just yeah. like a. It's just a type that I don't want to be involved with. But what I would do is, if I was this person, I would bring. You could definitely find on YouTube recordings of people coughing. And I would bring it out onto the patio. Oh, that's smart. And on as loud as possible, I would put on the coughing mix. That's pretty frustrating. As soon as I smelled the smoke. Because I would be like, listen, you're going to smoke? Well, I'm going to cough. There's going to be... And and, and now we're all miserable. (laughs) You know, it's not a bad idea. I mean, you're clearly on the non-cigarette side of things. Right. I'm more in the middle, just weeping at both 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 sides. You're a centerist. You brought that up earlier. J Train Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Dan St. Germain, thank you for coming on. This is fantastic. Thank you for having me, Jared. Um, can I do my plugs? Whatever you got to plug. I've been plugging you the whole time. Well, I don't know. I usually do it at the end again. So I'll just do it again. Uh, Dancing. Know, the, the, uh, Dan the end does. of July. Okay. End okay. of July. The It Couple will have its first episode up. It's me and my Love wife it. talking horror movies. I will be coming out with a special probably sometime in the fall. We'll have you back then. The for right sure. Now. We're working on the edit then. And, uh, you know, check my live stage, dancestagermain.net. I'm developing another show with, with uh, Dan Soder for Peacock. So fingers crossed that happens. But. You know, we'll see. Um, and uh, yeah, man, things are, uh, you know, things are good. And uh, I love you all. Dude, so good to see you. So happy to have you. I can't wait to do your podcast. Everyone go follow Dan. Dan yeah. Saint, Dot Germain. Get him over 16. I better see you over 16K after this comes out. So I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Thursday in the lounge. Keep sending your emails. JTrainPodcast.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom. <laughs>